Blog Talk Radio. Praise God. Stand by. Okay. Shalom, shalom, shalom. This is the Sabbath. Sabbath is over at 6.30 this evening. We want to thank you for listening to us here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. Thank the Lord Jesus for being the Son of God. Thank him that you are not in hell. Thank him that he has blessed you and saved you through your wickedness and through your foolishness. I have a powerful sermon to say, and I'm going to say two things, one for the pastors and those in leadership position, and one for the brethren in Christ, the body of Christ. A pastor's job is not to control you. His job is to teach you, oversee you, but his job is not to be the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit teaches you. You pastors are very controlling to people. You want to be their teacher. You didn't die on the cross for them. You just have to deliver the message. So be careful if you are in with a pastor that's controlling you and you're going to him for everything. Go to the Lord Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. All right, we've got a powerful uh, teaching today that I pray that you listen. And I pray that you take heed to the words of the Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, your word says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our fault, that he's just and able to forgive us for all unrighteousness. We come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth and ask that you forgive us for all unrighteousness. All of our sins are covered by your blood when we confess. Lord, we thank you that you have forgiven us from our sins. Sin lies at the door, Genesis 4, 6, and 7, constantly. We thank you for your shed blood that you have given us every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, I'm going to share some things with you. Most people, don't, I've noticed throughout my experience in the ministry, are not taught by the Holy Ghost. Neither do most people do spiritual warfare. I have been under extreme spiritual attack, very heavy attack. Some people don't realize that Christians can be used by the devil. Peter was used by the devil and didn't even know it. Now, I'm going to show you how the devil can use born-again, sanctified, spirit-filled Christians today. In Matthew 16, 21, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he answered and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou servest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Now, Peter did not even know that he was being used with using his mouth. Peter spoke unadvisedly. He, he, he didn't know. A born-again Christian can speak and be used by demons and not even know it. We cannot learn the Lord Jesus from our minds. 
We cannot learn it in a theological terminology. We cannot learn it by man. We can't learn it by a mama or daddy, how you was taught. You have to get the revelation of the Lord, Galatians 1.12. I neither received it by man, nor was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be it far from thee. And then he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. He, now, he was talking to Peter, but Satan was using Peter, and Peter didn't know it. Now, I'm going to use that so I can bounce on the sermon that I want to tell you about your mouth. Sometimes, and most all the times, people say things and don't even recognize it can hinder your walk with the Lord. It can stop your blessings. It can do a lot of damage to you. And sometimes we speak unadvisedly. Sometimes we speak from our mind, our soul, not our spirit. The sons of God are led by the spirit. The tongue is very, very dangerous to the believer. This is where your blessings come. Now, I'm going through a trial, my God. And as I was going through this trial, I am waiting on my disability from the Veterans Administration as a soldier. And I've been waiting a long time. And sometimes because I don't income, and I'm not saying here to be pity patty or trying to say this to make you feel emotional to give no money. I have to cut yards with pins in my back. And when I'm cutting the yard to try to make money to just pay my bill, because whatever I get to come in to my radio station, I have to pay these bills. And I can hear the demon say, look at you cutting the yard. You're 61 years old. Where's Jesus? How come he can't help you now? You're still cutting. You're still waiting. You're waiting, ain't you? I don't pay no attention to that. And what the devil wants me to do is to hear that and say something unadvisedly with my lips. There is a lot of Christians that don't know that they're being used by the devil because the devil sat back and let you do it and you speak with your free will something that will shoot into the kingdom of darkness. And as I cut the yard, it, it, the pain in my back gets worse and worse. And I said, I trust the Lord. I trust the Lord. And the more I say I trust the Lord, the more the devil's trying to get me to say something that's going to go against trusting in the Lord. We have to learn how to be patient and definitely be careful with what we say. If you turn to the scriptures, I'm going to show this to you and give you where to turn to. But I want to say this. Every one of us have seven openings in our head. The number in scriptures will often denote completeness. We have three pairs openings. We have two eyes. We have two ears. And we have two nostrils. That's true. That's what we all have. Two eyes, two ears, and two nostrils. But the Creator restricted the seventh opening to one, the mouth. Cutting these yards and the pain in my back just to pay my bills. The devil is always trying to mock me and make me say something bad about the Lord, get mad at the Lord. Or get mad at another person with your mouth. In Matthew twelve twenty six and twelve twenty eight, the Bible speaks of two kingdoms. And a lot of people don't realize that when they say something, it goes into a kingdom. 
And when you say something, you can hurt yourself very, very badly. Please turn to 106, Psalms 106, verse 33. I'm going to give you to take your time and open the Bible to the King James. We teach from the King James. We don't recognize the NIV here. We don't recognize the Amplified, Moffat version, New King James. That, that's what you want to do? Fine. I can't tell you what to read. That's between you and the Lord. But for me, I want it raw, what my natural mind can't understand, so that the Spirit of God can speak through the Holy Ghost to teach me. In Psalms chapter 106, verse 33, now, I have been living this, because when I was cutting them, Lord, I kept cutting them, Lord, and I kept cutting them, Lord, and thank God the Lord used Brother John, a friend of mine, to help me. That brother sacrificed his pleasure money to help me as a friend. And I was cutting these yards four, five months before even he even came to offer me help. Every day when I cut the yard, it's the same thing. Look at you. <laughs> Deliverance minister cutting the yard. Look at Creflo Dollar. He's not cutting the yard. He got a plane. You can get you a plane. The Creflo Dollar ain't casting out demons. The devil didn't tell me that. See, Satan is a, a person that will start something and then let you go do it. You ever seen a person that two people talking and they arguing, and then the person start the argument and leave? That's what the devil do to you with your mouth. Not one time. And so I kept reading Job. That's a, Job, Job is the book for suffering. And I noticed that Job never said one thing bad to the Lord. He never shot out anything that's going to hurt him while he's going through something. And those 10 yards was hard, man, brutal, very brutal on my back. I have steel rod in my back. And I'm waiting on my healing. God can heal me anytime. But sometimes God will allow us to suffer for righteousness' sake or suffer for sin. It's one or the other. And then Brother John said, hey, I'm going to start tithing to you, helping you. The money he gave me was, a well, he gives as unto the Lord, but he still sold the seed to this ministry. Helps me pay these bills where I don't have to cut 10 yards with burning pain in my back. I'm down to one yard. What was the devil trying to get me to do? I'm tired of this. And then he, said, he want me to say a cuss word. Lord, I'm sick of it. Then he want me to get mad at God. Then he want me to say something that I will regret. How many times, everybody raise their hand, including me, we'll say something that we really don't mean, and the devil is counting on you to hurt your own self. In Psalms chapter 106, verse 33, because they provoked his spirit so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. This goes on every day with Christians. Every day. I refuse to get upset and say, I'm not a perfect man. If I was perfect, I'd be in heaven. Ain't no perfect human being. When you reach perfection on earth, you're gone. Okay? I live by grace. I'm the worst of all apostles. I don't really like to be called apostle. I will use it, the apostle name and the covering when I'm dealing with demons because I'm sent. But I'm an ordinary man that can be replaced. God don't need me. God can get the rocks to praise him. 
If God can get a donkey, a she-ass, not the cuss word, a she-ass is a female donkey, in Numbers 22, to speak to Balaam, the prophet. She said, why are you kicking me? If he can do that, do you think he need me and you? Some of you pastors think that you, you are it. And without God, the ministry ain't going to work. Man, please, you better read the unknown God in Acts 17. God does not need us. If it wasn't for the mercies of the Lord God, none of us would be here today. And, and, and let me say this here. I don't care how bad your brother do something to you or your sister or your wife. You have to forgive. The minute you hold animosity and resentment, something's going to come out your mouth that is not good. And then what the devil wants you to do is speak unadvisedly with your tongue. Man, that was a blessing when the Lord moved on that brother. Then I had another brother in the Lord. I didn't say nothing. He, I was going through some, man, some heavy trials. And I, I, I want to open up to all of you and just talk to you one-on-one. It's hard being a deliverance minister. It is very difficult to receive income on the Internet because you got all kinds of doctrines on this Internet. It's very difficult. But all things are possible if you believe in the Lord Jesus, Mark 9, 23. I go on faith with this. I'm not rich, but I'm rich in spirit. Most of my clothes are in Jamaica. I don't even have dress shoes. I got three pair of shoes. Now, the demons are telling, saying right now I can hear him. Why are you tell them that? You don't have to say that. You have to act as a minister. Somebody going to get blessed with this. I got a hole on the top of my shoe, and I got two tennis shoes. My dress shoes, I don't have. So when you see me up here, you see a nice shirt, but down here I had the same jogging pants because some of my clothes are in Jamaica. I'm not asking you to feel sorry for me. I've learned how to sacrifice because my day is going to come when God wants it to come. But you know what? who's your worst enemy? Yourself with your mouth. And God moved on Brother John to help me. That brother didn't help me. Many times. And when you have a friend, and if your friend make a mistake, forgive him. Forgive her. Whoever it is, you have to forgive. You know why I like to forgive people? Because I used to be a crack addict. I was on crack cocaine years of what you call a functioning drug dealer crack addict. Eastern Airlines. In the evening, Mr. V's selling cocaine, using drugs at night. Northwest Allies, Eastern, drugs, and back then they didn't have drug tests. If they had drugs, I would have been fired. And God saved me. Minneapolis, Minnesota. I had a gun against my head trying to get some crack. I gave the money to the guy. He said, well, since you gave the money... And you didn't balk me. I'm going to let you. He took the gun away from me and smoked some crack with me. And then he gave me my money back. That's the grace of God. God has a 
plan for all of us. Don't delay your plan by saying something that is contrary to Scripture. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, we walk not by faith. We're not, we, walk not, sorry, we walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. Everything is done in faith. It takes faith to hear the Lord. It takes faith to believe. I'm standing on God's word. And believe me, when you stand on God's word, the devil will try you. He'll try you. And what he will do is set you up to say something. He know the Bible, but he don't know it correctly because he can't live it no more. And he is hoping that you'll say the wrong thing to hinder your blessing. Because they provoked his spirit so that he spoke unadvisedly with his lips. That happens to a lot of us. We cannot allow the enemy to let us use our mouth and set us up through an imagination or a thought. Just the wrong thought can come in your mind and make you say something wrong. Now, when you're saying something wrong, you got to check your heart because out the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. So if you're saying negative stuff, ask the Lord to create in you a clean heart, Psalms 51.10. Now, there are a lot of people the Lord is telling me that don't do spiritual warfare. If you pray and build up yourself on your most holy ghost, pray. Now, I've been doing some heavy praying in the spirit. I had a demonic attack in my sleep. And in this demonic attack, I saw my father in the bed sleep. My dad had been dead since 1996. I saw my mama outside. And I asked my mama, where's my car? The same car I got outside. And that was looking, it was so real. And, it, and then I went to the, where my car was, and there was three men. And in my car, they had tools. And I was getting upset because my mama gave my car to a person. Now, I don't believe in dreams. And I send that thing back in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, tonight, when any of you brothers and sisters go to sleep, ask the Lord to cover you in your subconscious mind. Ask angels to cover your body, mind, soul, and spirit. I got to get a colostomy check in a couple of weeks. When they put that anesthesia in, in my mouth and put me to sleep, I ask, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin if I don't wake up. You have to cover yourself. Now, the Lord is not going to do any of this for you. People expect that the Lord should do everything for you. No, he has given you the word. He has given you the Holy Spirit. He will give you the nine gifts, and you have to be patient with the Lord. Please, don't let your mouth get you in trouble. And when I woke up, that dream was real. And then I saw somebody walk across my room, and I went to warfare. I, I, and when I get off this air, I'm calling Apostle Candace Durden to do some praying. 
I'm ready tonight because when I go to sleep tonight, I'm going to cover my subconscious. I'm not perfect. I've struggled with many things in my life and still do. We all do. Let's not let the enemy allow us to speak with our tongue unadvisedly. Turn to your Bibles, Proverbs chapter 10. I'm not a speaker that's trying to speak great oratorical. I'm very simple because of my teacher, Derek Prince. I don't want to teach uh, exclusive words. I'm elated to be here in these United States of America. I don't need all that. Just talk simple. I'm a simple person, the simplicity of Christ. I am a scriptural person to tell you to go to scripture, go to scripture. I'm not going to entertain you. I am not an entertainer. I'm a teacher. And I am not your trainee. Jesus trains all of you. I'm just a teacher. He's the one who corrects you. He's the one. And if you have to get an intimate relationship with the Lord, a human being can only go so far. Now, there are a lot of you who do not operate and press into spiritual warfare. I advise everyone who's listened to me to pray in the Holy Ghost three hours a day. I pray every time. I'm constantly praying, 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 praying. I started feeling jittery. I caused us dirty. And the Lord said, that's a spirit of, of anxiety. Because I deal with so many demons and evil, that thing hit me. Find someone that you can trust. You can't confess your fault to everybody and anybody. Sister Candace Durden been with me 15 years. And let me say this here. I never knew a woman, how a woman was. I don't know who's listening to this, but the Lord told me, I'm going to teach you about a woman. Look at Candace Durden and watch her. When I was a young man, my mom and daddy didn't tell me how to look for a woman or find a woman. And when I was a young man, I used to watch Star Trek. And, boy, I looked at Lieutenant Harua. That's a beautiful black woman. And I started looking and wanting to find women that look like that. Looks and figure and stuff, that's okay, but it's the heart. And at age 47 years of age, the Lord told me, I'm going to teach you how a woman is. Watch Candace Durden. Watch everything she do. And I told her, I said, the Lord taught me how to look for a woman. Now, we are friends. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. There ain't no marriage, no dating. We ain't called for that. We are friends in the Lord Jesus. We work together. And I told her, I did not know how a woman is. And she's an African-American black woman who's sharp, intelligent, spirit-filled. She can use her intelligence, and she can cut her mind off instantly and go straight into the spirit realm. I didn't have nobody to tell me about my mouth. The devil is very subtle. And he will use anything he can for you and destroy you, especially with your mouth. And now at 61 years of age, 
I'm 61. I'd be 62 if the Lord allowed me to see it June 1st. I know what to look for in a woman now by watching the sister. I watch, I listen, and I learn. And I told her, she said, thank you. Very humble woman. Very, very humble woman. Now, I'm born again and saved. But if somebody bothered her, I know we got angels. I know me and a guy named Rodriguez Baker, we form against us. I will bring it, and I will do it in a minute and go to prison if it's necessary. Well, you don't want to do your mouth. I give my life for her. I'm not idling her, but I thank the Lord who taught me and trained me. And, and God got her covered, but I didn't know. I didn't know what a woman was. And my mouth would get me in so much trouble with women in the past by saying the wrong thing. I said, Lord, what is this? And God began to train me and deal with me at this late age. And when I start learning about my mouth, I said, oh, man, I, uh, I can't be saying this messing up my blessing. You'll mess up your blessing saying the wrong thing. Now, Proverbs chapter 10 Verse 11, 21, the mouth of a righteous man is a wall of life. Now, when they say righteous man, that don't mean that you are righteous independently. You are only righteous by the blood of Jesus in faith through Christ. Because all have sinned and all have came short of the glory, Romans 3.10. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, but violence covered the mouth of the wicked. Hatred hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sin. Some of you people, y'all get so mad at a person, get smart with a person, you're going to pay for that. You're doing hurting yourself. Your emotions get in the way. You forget the Holy Ghost, and you get in the flesh with your mouth. The lips of him that have understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. Proverbs 10, 14. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. You can hurt yourself by saying the wrong thing. And then the Lord is telling me, some of you, Y'all try to explain things to people. And when you're explaining things to people, you're saying things that's going to hurt you and give you destruction by explaining it. Let your words be very, very few. Ecclesiastes 5.2. Unadvised lips can get you in trouble. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous tended to life the fruit of the wicked to sin. He is in the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuses reproved error, he that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that utters a slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin, but he that reframeth his lips is wise. The tongue of the just 
is a choice silver. The heart of the wicked is little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want for wisdom. When we say some things and it's negative, it's going to bring a curse on you. Proverbs 11.9, a hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Watch what you say. This is a very simple sermon. Very simple. Very, very simple. Proverbs 13.3, turn to Proverbs 13.3. Everybody get Proverbs 13.3. He that keepeth his mouth, keepeth his life. I have seen, I, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example. Now, I love Dr. Martin Luther King, okay? I love him dearly. I love Malcolm X. These are civil rights men who struggled. But Dr. Martin Luther King said, I may not be here with you. He just spoke a curse on death to him. Malcolm X says, they're going to kill me. And they did it. Now, me personally, I'm not to judge neither one of them, but I'm only using those two very famous men to show you that words are very powerful, whether you're a politician or whether you're an ordinary person. When a person speaks lies, They are speaking negativity, falsehood against the kingdom of God. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble with his mouth. I couldn't be a politician because you've got to use your mouth to say certain things. I can't represent a Satanist. Whether he vote for me, I can't, I can't do it. You know, personally, I don't, I don't, it's hard to be a, a Christian and a politician. Uh, uh, pastor Warnock, you a Baptist pastor in Ebenezer Baptist Church, and you run up down uh, up there in Washington D.C. and you coming back. <laughs> hey man, I have never seen an a politician apostle, a politician preacher. The civil rights movement was a struggle in the church in the '60s. That was a haven for people to come up against evil. When you speak something. You're birthing either something good or either something bad. Sit back and analyze. I'm not going to tell you sit back and think. Because I don't want you to do that. Because the Bible says take heed no thought. When you speak these words, you're opening up a door to the devil. Proverbs 13.3 says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that opened wide his lips shall have destruction. Now, I would like Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2. Being a Christian is not easy, and there's a lot of watered-down uh, Christianity out here. 
tomorrow. People are going to be having sermons. They'll be teaching. They have nothing to do with everyday life. Please, brothers and sisters, study the word. Take some time to get into spiritual warfare. Pray in the Holy Ghost to build up your most holy faith so that you can believe and say the right things. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 5, verse 2, the Bible says, Be not harsh with thy mouth, thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. I've seen people get so angry that they said things and they're Christian, contrary to Scripture. I've seen people go against what the Scriptures say because they can't understand it. And in the spirit realm, your natural mind is not going to understand, and then what's going to happen is you're going to shoot something out your mouth. The natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit, First Corinthians 2.14. It's foolishness to him. The carnal mind is an enemy between God, Romans 8.6. The devil knows that, and he's setting you up, and he's going to sit back and let you destroy yourself. You see, we, we can't blame the devil on everything. We have to blame ourselves on what we say. Be not harsh with thy mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. In Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 7, For in the multitude of dreams and many words, there are also divers vanities. But fear thy God. You get a dream, you get a, I had a dream and something bad going to happen to me. I don't let no dream make me shoot out nothing wicked. Ask God to help you with this problem. Cry out to God. Don't cry out to man. Lord, help my tongue. You know, if there's any behind every negative emotion, there's demons. If your mouth is going to make you say something that's going to bring in hate, animosity, pride, argumentativeness, defensiveness, anger, that's not God. And every time you're shooting that out your mouth, you got to pay for it. You got to pay for it. You got to pay for it. This is why people don't get blessed. Don't say Christian, don't say good luck, that's satanic. It's not in the Bible, so it's a worldly terminology. I remember I used to say that, and the Lord jumped on me so hard when one time when I first got into the deliverance ministry. Years ago, I would get in the car, and I was talking to Pastor Wayne when I was a member over there. They don't do deliverance no more, but Jesus, anyway. And our pastor said, don't say that. Watch what you say. I didn't understand what he was saying because I was young. Now I do. Cry out to God and ask God, Lord, help me with my mouth. If you got a problem saying the wrong thing, go write Psalm 39.1 on the wall every day and read it. This, I'm going to read Psalm 39.1. Psalm 39.1. I say I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. 
Lord, help me with my mouth. If your mouth is not saying anything good, be quiet. You see, James says it more profoundly, and I don't even know what the word profoundly means. The Lord just says, say profoundly. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Don't worry about what you're going to say or how that you're going to say it, but the Holy Ghost shall teach you at that hour what you need to say. A lot of you have fear, and you can't hear the Lord because you're fearful of what people are going to think. You've got to overcome that. I don't know what I'm going to say. I can't hear God. Now you're blocking it because you can't hear. I had a lady that just called me before I got on air from uh, Pensacola, Florida. She said, Pastor, I just ain't going to make it. I just don't. And I said, Lord, here she go. Keep saying this thing over and over and over. And I just got through talking to the woman. The woman cussed me out. I forgave her. Forgive them not, but they know not what they do. They're struggling. They're frustrated. And the minute you get frustrated, I guarantee you the devil's going to use your mouth to go against you and others. In James chapter 1, In James 1.26, If any man among you seems to be religious and bridle not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, that man's religion is vain. So you can mess up your walk with God by saying the wrong thing. Me and Brother Rodriguez Breaker, he's on staff. We praying. This brother is a veteran. And it's sad to say this, and I'm going to say this. I don't care who hear me. When you get out the military, they treat you like a dog. They hope that you die. They don't even want to give you benefits. That's sad. And as I was praying, the Lord showed me I saw something holding up, holding up, holding up this brother's money and my money. I didn't say nothing negative. I went. I started praying in the Holy Spirit. See, if you pray in the Holy Spirit, if you got a problem, now, Reverend Carmichael, in your mind, you run in the church to interpret. That's in the church, but at home, the Bible says, pray ye in the Holy Ghost. That's in the Bible. Why am I telling you to pray in the Holy Ghost? Because if you do it, you can't sin with your mouth. How are you going to sin while you're praying in the Holy Spirit? The devil waiting on you to say something wrong. He's waiting. He's waiting. The devil is like a sniper. Set and wait for your weakness and hits you. Boom. If you have some problems, whatever your problems may be, you may have a problem with your wife. You may have a problem with your finances. When I was cutting them 10 yards, I used to start praying in tongues. And I was building up myself, and I was—I actually can hear these demons say, you're wasting your time. If I would have believed that, I would have got angry at God and say, the boo-boo-boo-boo with you, God, and go out and do some sinning. Brother John called him and said, hey, the Lord told me to bless you and help you. 
When you tithe to a person, you're not tithing to them. You're under covenant. It's a sacrifice that's unto the Lord. But I hate to say this. Pastors have abused people. That's why they don't want to tithe. I took a pastor off air on my radio station. I took him off because he was telling people, send in $190 for scriptures to be healed by the covert virus. And that ain't right because you're bought with a price, 1 Corinthians. You're bought with a price. For you're bought with a price. 1 Corinthians 6.20. Why would you tell somebody to send them money in and the price has already been paid for. You can't pay for healing. I took them off. And if you're down, if you're born again, spirit field. Now, if you don't have tongues, the next segment, we're going to pray and we're going to teach you how to get the Holy Ghost so you can speak in tongues. Now, if you speak in tongues, there must be an interpreter in the church. I'm talking about at home. Because if you're going through some situations, and I was praying in tongues, and I went to sleep praying in tongues, and I had this dream. This boy, that demon came across me, and I saw my father in the bed, and all this stuff was going on. And I said, this is warfare. Master Satanists coming out of their body, going into cats, watching the deliverance minister. Christians that's full of schizophrenia, thinking they serving the Lord, fellowshipping with other people who are witches burning candles and thinking that they're serving the Lord. The devil is so subtle. He didn't join the church. It's called the synagogue of Satan. The synagogue of Satan. What is the synagogue of Satan? Revelations 2.9. The synagogue of Satan, accusations in Revelation chapter 2, verse 9. He's in the church. Any time where there's not a ministry of deliverance is the synagogue of Satan. The deliverance ministry exposed the kingdom of darkness. And I ask that all of you pray for me. This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Teaching people get upset, them demons in them, make them get mad at me. Demons try to make me go against God. This is not easy. And it's not easy just being a Christian. We're all in this thing together. And when I'm down, when I'm hurting, when I'm lonely, I miss Jamaica. Also, where all my friends at. I got three friends here. Brother John. Rodriguez Baker. Pittsburgh. Brother David and Sister uh, uh, Apostle Candace Durden. But I don't really fellowship with her so far. We talk on the phone. We work together. But in fellowship, I got Brother John and, and, and uh, really Brother Rodriguez and, and uh, Brother Dave down the street. He said, hey, man, you, you're all I got. And I said, you're all I got. I don't know a lot of people. I get lonely. Yes, I want a wife. I desire a Jamaican wife. So if any of you listen to me, if you're an American woman, I love you, but don't don't call. I ain't got nothing against you. <laughs> I like Jamaican women. I don't lost. I desire a Jamaican wife. And God will send me the desire of my heart. But I got to wait on the Lord. 
I can't let my mouth say, I'm tired of this, Lord. I'm going to go find me somebody else. Now, I done done that and moved out of his timing with my mouth. So what I have found out what I need to do for me is to build up my faith to wait on the Lord. So I won't speak unadvisedly and use spiritual warfare against the devil. Judges chapter 1. No, just forgive me, Jesus. Jude chapter 1. It says, verse 20, but ye beloved, so you beloved by God, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. It works. I'd rather pray in the Holy Spirit than go shoot something out of my mouth. And we don't want to uh, do spiritual warfare. I got no choice. I had a lady call me. The Lord revealed to me, and the Lord told me, uh, a labor's not worth if it's higher. I contacted a Brother Tommy, who's on staff with me. He interprets uh, teachings in uh, Finland. He's a minister. He's ordained now. I consulted Brother Tommy. I consulted Apostle Candace during me and her, we started together in the ministry. And let me say this. I didn't teach her nothing. People try to call me and, and want to get, get me to catch, catch me in the credit saying I taught somebody. The Lord taught Sister Durden. I was just an instrument. But I didn't teach her the Holy Spirit. The Lord taught Brother Tommy. I can't take credit for the Holy Spirit. I just gave him some scriptures and prayed, and he studied. Pastors, y'all got to get out the way. Y'all, y'all can't know you, if, you can't know human being change a human being when you need to be changed yourself. I'm speaking from my heart, man. And when I'm down, I pray in tongues. When I don't know how these bills going to get paid, I go in tongues. Because I don't want to shoot nothing out of my mouth that's going to stop the blessings from coming in. I have only four people that tie to this ministry. Brother John, he's my friend, so I don't think he mind because I know him. The other ones, I need to protect their names. And those who are on staff, when they type, I give it back to them because they work. They work for here. I have to pay them. I, I, I can't take these, but these people working for me. My condolences go out to Sister Sheila Newborn. She's my secretary. When she type, I pay, I, I pay them. I do it so dirty. There's times when I didn't even ask nobody for nothing. Brother Tommy, the Lord used him to sit here. The Lord told me to send that to you. I didn't even ask. There's times when it's hard. The Lord will move through some dirt. And I said, I didn't ask you to get this to me. She told me, I'm obeying God. I don't ask. That's when you know it comes from the Lord. Brothers and sisters, please, in the name of Jesus, get close to the Lord now. It's time. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. The Lord is telling me all the electrical vehicles that the government is trying to come out backfire because they got chemicals in them batteries. The Lord is showing me that in politics it's dividing people. You got this big fat African-American brother 
acting like Donald Trump, divisive politics. That doesn't, that don't help. I got to turn Derek Prince off because I'm hearing him and teaching at the same time. We have Derek Prince running, so please stand by. I got him on the internet radio on our 24-hour station, and right now I got to put a stop to it because I got to get back with him because I, I can't hear as this thing going. I pray. I build up myself. Sometimes I don't want to pray. I get tired. We all get tired. Push your soul to praise God. Now, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, it really blocks you from saying the wrong thing. How can you say from the wrong thing? Now, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, I'm trying to tell you this because this series about the mouth, does your tongue need healing? It's going to be more than one part. I can't do this in... Man, I got 57 scriptures to give everybody, to give everybody. I got so many scriptures, I can't do it in one day. I only just got two. I got, oh, man, we got so much. We got so many scriptures. And I'm going to take my time to do this. I want to get up close with you and really pour out my heart because I don't want to see nobody allow the devil to use them with their mouth. This is going to be a two-part series, maybe a three- or four-part series, because we ain't even dealt with the disease of the tongue, gossip with the mouth, how to stop pride out your mouth, flattening the lips with your mouth. Your heart speaks from your mouth. Your tongue can write in spirit. Oh, we, we, we got a lot to cover. And the Lord is saying, go very simple and very slow and upfront. Be personal with, with your audience. See, I enjoy teaching in Finland because I can see my mama, my spirit, my I adopted brother Thomas. She's a white lady and I, I adopted her as my mother. I love her. She looked just like my mama. And I enjoy teaching her because I can see, but see, I can't see people, but I know there's a lot of people with me. And I want everybody to listen to me. Watch your mouth. Pray in tongues. In first Corinthians 14, one, Follow after charity is love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speak mysteries. So pray and get that burden lift off of you. Don't open, don't let your mouth start no mess with you. Don't do that. That's what the devil wants you to do. Don't get so angry where you're going to curse God and blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Don't do that. Ask God to give you grace. Watch what you say. Please watch what you say because it can really mess you up. You don't want to weep that. You don't want to weep that back. And the devil loves to see you weep it back. He would love that because he doesn't like us. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. You can't answer a man if you're angry. Impossible. Careless speech and unabroad tongue can undetermine or influence us for righteous cause. It can affect us. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 6.
Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. That's simple. See there? So your mouth can cause you to sin. You angry at someone or a minister, and you say some negative bad things, you better be very careful because God said, touch not thy Lord and don't do my prophets no harm. And if that person laboring in the Lord, man, and you say the wrong thing to them, you, the Lord ain't going to let you do that to them. I always ask the Lord, give them mercy. God heard uh, Abraham. He said, spam. He said, I listen. He said, now, now one righteous man say, spare them. I don't want nobody to lose their blessing. I want people to be blessed. I don't desire no evil upon nobody. Don't let your mouth mess you up. Don't let your mouth, the blessings that the Lord has for you, Ecclesiastes 5, 6, suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angels that it was an error. Wherefore, should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the works of thy own hand? You're going to mess yourself up like that. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say to people. Watch what you're confessing, because confession can really hurt you. Please turn to Psalms, chapter 141. Our emotions gets us in so much trouble. It's not, Christianity is not based on how you feel. I don't, I when you how you feel and you try to explain it to somebody out your mouth makes the demons know what you what's going on with you christianity is not based on a feeling what i feel good today that's your soul ain't got this has nothing to do with your spirit and a lot of us try to perceive and serve god from the soulish perspective and god is a spirit and you must worship him in spirit and in truth Psalms 141, verse 3. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth, the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works, with men that work in iniquity, and let me not eat of their dignity. Don't let your mouth have you to say things that you don't want to say. We are all prone to get angry and cuss. I done done it many times. I had it real bad when I was in the, in the Navy. Boy, a cussing sailor, whew, oh, Lord have mercy. Be careful. Don't Don't do it. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Sometimes the anger gets in us, the human part. See, we're all born as rebels. The devil knows that. We was born in the sin. The devil knows that. When we get angry, that's when we're at our weakest with our mouth. 
Colossians chapter 3, verse 8 says, But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Why would the Lord, Apostle Paul in the Colossians, would put anger before the mouth? Because anger and wrath and malice will allow the mouth to say something based on these other demons that's in you making you say something. Proverbs 10, 14, wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. The choice is yours. Are you going to trust the Lord? Are you going to allow your mouth to say things that's contrary to his fellowship, that will move you out of fellowship? Don't do it. You got some control of yourself. God, to give you mercy. Ask God to give you grace so that you will be in right position with the Lord. In Ephesians 4.27, the Bible says, give the devil no place. And we give the devil place with our mouth. Oh, and, it's hard. and then sometimes when I try to correct a person, they get mad because they ain't never been corrected. Well, you know what I mean. That's the flesh. I'm not perfect. If you stick to the scriptures, you will win. Bible, B-I-B, basic instructions before leaving earth. Bible. Proverbs 21, verse 23. And we're going to close. There's times where I don't even want to teach. My soul don't want to teach. My emotions don't want to teach. I can't just say, okay, well, Lord, I'm going to be. <laughs> you know, being on Internet radio, you got to have some discipline because there's no one telling you what to do. Oh, go ahead and watch TV all day. I can't do that. I have a job. And I really appreciated this job that the Lord has given me. I don't ever want no church. Boy, organizing people. Seeing the same people with the same demons, I don't want no part of that. I done been through it. I done done that. I done seen what church do to people. We don't need no more buildings. I've seen people in the ministry with anointings, and all of a sudden, they done lost their anointing. The church is within us. Nowadays, I don't see no churches that I can recommend nobody to. You got spirit-filled churches that started in the ministry of deliverance. Now they ain't even doing it. You talk to a pastor. They want to talk to you and counsel you, but they don't want to deal with deliverance. They, how can they help you when you we're not roused against flesh and blood? It doesn't make sense. Everything is not a demon. Some things is us, and the things that's us is our mouth. Please, in the holy name of our Lord, don't let that happen to you. Let's go with Proverbs 21, verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. Lord, his soul, that's your emotions, your feelings from troubles. 
it's very lonely for me as a deliverance minister. I don't have no friends here but one. He's brother John way on the other side. My thank God, congratulations to Pastor Rodriguez Baker's going overseas to make more money to get income for his family. I'm very close to uh, Rodriguez Baker. We come from the same background. We former gangsters. We've been in the street. I have friends in Jamaica. I don't have no friends here, but one or two. I miss Jamaica. I love that country. You Jamaicans in America, go home. Stop being Americanized. They have a beautiful country. You come in here to get money. You can get money in Jamaica. But it's hard there, as if God can't bless you there. And then you come over here, you forget Jamaica, and you act American, and you act stupid, then you get wicked. And you didn't forgot your country that God gave you. Well, you're American. Why don't you be in America? God moved me out of here because I can't make no money here as no deliverance minister. I'm not into the cliques. You know, there are many pastors clickish. That's how they make money. Well, you come to my church and then I'll fly to your church. I ain't into that. I'm not networking. I don't network with nobody. I deal with Pastor Earl White. Evangelist Janet Taylor. And brothers and sisters, we got to stop talking bad about another brother or another sister in Christ Jesus if they're casting out demons. Now, if they ain't casting out demons, you can't, you don't, don't never speak evil no one casting out demons. They doing the work of God. Now, I'm going to say this with you Americans. Y'all ain't going to like this. Y'all like this prosperity mess over here. There was no way I could sit under Creflo Dollar. Honey, money. Everything is money. Then he get on the thing, apologize for teaching you wrong, go right back to the same thing. Ain't no deliverance over there. T.D. Jakes is an inspirational teacher. Y'all don't like to hear that. He's, he is a, he's just an inspirational teacher. You got so many pastors with a, a powerful mouthpiece and yet not teaching deliverance. What in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The deliverance ministry is the only ministry that can deliver you from evil. Now you can deliver yourself from evil by watching your mouth. Now, I got to close with this because the Lord's switching it. See, you have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He's switching it. He told me to close with James chapter 3. My brethren, James 3, 1, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offer all. If any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turned about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small hem within whatsoever that governeth listen. Even so, 
the tongue is a little tongue is a little member. See, the Lord used the ship. Now I can understand that because I was in the navy, and the, and, the, and the ship they got a little small rubber, that big twenty-ton ship. And when I was on that destroyer, the USS Thorn, DD nine eighty-eight, I was on a destroyer. And when we turned that destroyer around, the whole or a whole ocean moved. That little run rubber turned that big destroyer down. A destroyer can a one destroyer can take out Atlanta, Georgia, and just wipe it out. That's why they call it a destroyer. One of my best friends was on a fast frigate. God bless him. That thing rocked and bounced all day, a fast frigate. <laughs> but I can understand the ship because I was in the Navy and I was a merchant seaman. Even so, the tongue is a little member of the a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a member, how great a matter, a little fire kindred. And the tongue is a fire a world of iniquity. Notice he says a world of iniquity, sin. So is the tongue amongst our members, that it defileth the whole body. You see how dangerous this is? And you waiting on the Lord, and you're going to defile your body by saying something that's contrary to Scripture? I can hear the Lord by faith. I am healed by faith. I will be successful. I am successful. I'm going to be successful. I am healthy. These things the devil don't want to hear. If it's not good, don't speak it. And set it on fire, the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. That's very powerful. Your mouth is set on fire of hell. Now, you got to understand that the Bible is not for unbelievers. So this is talking about believers. Your mouth can set on fire on hell? That's how wicked this thing is. The devil got into Eve and had her to say, you'll be like God. And she spoke that, and she's not like a God. And she bit that apple. Every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed. And have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. This thing is very, very deadly. But we got to learn how to control it. And you're going to need help by the Holy Spirit. If it wasn't for God's grace, I wouldn't be able to teach this sermon. This is grace that keeps us up. We need to thank the Lord today. Thank him for his grace to keep you alive at this age. You know, many people didn't make it today. People dying and dropping like crazy. Therefore, we bless God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. I've had people to cuss me out, holler at me, scream at me. Force me to say things that God don't want me to say. Man, I didn't have it all. It's the tongue that does that. And I'm not here to judge no one. God knows the Bible says, judge not just to be judged. I'm just teaching to help people. I ain't here. I'm not pointing out at one individual person. Because the devil is subtle. Have your mind says you're talking about me. I'm speaking the word. I don't like to talk about people. Because that violates First Thessalonians 4.11, making an aberration to lead a quiet life and tend to your own business and work with your own hands. 
Don't let your tongue mess you up. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursings, my brethren. These things ought not so to be. Does the fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive bearers, a vine feed? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. God have mercy, Jesus. Can't do it. The choice is yours. Sweet water or bitter? Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. We thank you for this word on the Sabbath day. We give all honor and all glory to you. The glory, you get the honor and you get the praise. We pray that this word will be synced into the spirit of the man and hear these things and turn about and change their life, and watch the subtleness of the devil through the tongue. In Jesus of Nazareth's name, we pray, amen. Please sow a seed to keep us on air. We need your contributions. You can go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side of the icon, you have a PayPal. So see, it's so many people listen. I have to trust the Lord. So I don't get up here and try to hype you up. That's why I don't like dealing with churches. I notice after the pastor gets through teaching, they're ready to sing and jump you around and get a little word of knowledge or two and tell you. They are, they're anointed, but they know what they're doing. Move quickly. Move quickly. They want you to hurry up and get that money. They know what they're doing. And then have a little anniversary of pastor's appreciation day that's another way to get money that ain't nowhere in the bible i don't want any one of you appreciating me i don't deserve it i want you to appreciate jesus of nazareth i want you to appreciate the holy ghost and god the father in heaven and i want you to appreciate the bible the written bible don't appreciate me god bless you you can go to www.livedeliverance.com. You can also go to GoFundMe. And we've had that up on ahead $130 in nine months. I want to thank Brother Paul, who has sown seeds and finance, who called me and helped me so many times. I want to thank Brother Tommy, who's helped me so many times. I want to thank Sister Sheila Newborn, who's helped me so many times. I want to thank... Uh, uh, Sister Candace Durden, who's helped me so many times. I want to thank Brother John, who's helped me so many times. I want to thank Mr. and Mrs. Rodrigo Baker. I want to thank Sammy Osley. I want to thank Evangelist Janet Taylor, who has helped me so many times. Source to keep us on air. Those are the only people who help me. People think I'm rich. I'm rich by spirit. Because when you teach this type of way, you are breaking down the walls of unrighteousness, and you are exposing the devil. And opposing forces will come. But we are covered by the blood, and Jesus' wings protect us under whose wings we shall trust. Ruth 2.12. Shalom. Enjoy your Sabbath, and have a good evening.
stand down, stand back. We're about to get ready to open up the Brawl Talk room for questions and comments. Please wait, please. Chaplain John Durden, you have the mic. Well, this session was marvelous. I'm awaiting on the other one. It's good practice. It's good teaching. It's good theology, man. And the Lord knows how to touch your heart and your spirit. And that's mighty. That's what I love about teaching with the Holy Spirit that you teach. But you will pierce hearts left and right. And I love the teaching of the Holy Spirit because all my life when I was teach, uh, uh first, I guess first half of my life, I was Methodist and other half. I was still like a, a um, Baptist. But when you care teaching from the mouth of a person who's saying and only saying what the Holy Spirit tells him or her to say, it's marvelous. It just, it just builds my spirit. I can teach him like that all day long. Because what I'm hearing is not what I'm going to say. It's yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Holy Spirit, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. It's about the best teaching that a person gets. And and, and, and to tell you why, there's a young man who don't have a formal education, but every time he teaches, they call him different cousins. Like, yeah, you know what you tell him what I say. You tell him what I say. I'm tired of hearing that crap, you know. And I tried to back by saying Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You're a fisherman. Why don't you go back and try to contact those guys that go to the grave or call along this up and heaven and say, I know he, he, he told you what to say. That would be the Holy Spirit telling him to say. I love that kind of teaching. I'm trying to put anybody down. I, just, I, I can listen to the Holy Spirit teach all day long. And um, that's about all I got to say. I'm not, I'm not uplifting him. I'm uplifting uh, his diligence and truthfulness from what he hears from the Holy Spirit. All that stuff you heard doesn't come from his mind. He's only repeating what the Lord says. Man, if all of us could teach like that, boy, that would be great. Can you imagine that, man? If you could get left and right, left and right, and then you would probably even see healing in these kinds of things, which we don't see in the church's memories. I guess God's going to have to get somebody to have this, uh, that spirit. And that anointing, can we lay hands on them? Boom, they heal because the Holy Spirit is doing it. Now, he's not saying, look at me, I'm making him or her heal. No, it's the Holy Spirit. And now one time he didn't say, look at me, I, I didn't do it. And then he knows what a lot of you are saying. And sometimes he'll, he'll back me up by saying, Johnny told me a thing, it's the Lord. And that's the truth. Because you know what, man? Ain't no way in the world I'm going to lie on the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is teaching me, that's what I'm going to say teaching me. And I love the Lord and love the Holy Spirit. I love, I mean, I just love hearing the word coming right directly from the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, and amen. All I got to say. All right. God bless everybody. Have a wonderful evening. Shalom. Shalom.